And every moment of every day, your 17 trillion cells and your triple and quadruple time more microbiome bacteria that exist in your small intestine, communicating with your brain between your neurons and all of your cells are dying and being reborn. And the question is, are you contributing towards healthy cellular death and re rebirth? Or are you contributing towards these cells being born with flawed DNA or mutations or not producing as many as were dying off the generation previously. And so this is Eating for Meaning and my name is Dr. Millie and I want to thank you all for joining me here. I am the naturopathic doctor here at the Double Diamond Wellness Center here at 125 West 72nd Street on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York. And it is a beautiful Monday morning here. And today we're going to be talking about detoxification, which we do talk about detoxification quite regularly. But today I am in the midst. I am actually on day two of my own detox. And so we're going to be talking today about what which foods to eat on a detox, which foods are most nutritionally dense and worthwhile, how, how, which foods you can eat the most of essentially and feel full but still be considered detoxing. And also we're going to be talking about what the meaning of detox is. So why are we detoxing and what do we hope to accomplish with detoxing more so than just a little bit of weight loss or increasing our metabolism? What else does detox give us? I firmly believe that detox is actually a transformation process. It is a transformative process where we shed old layers and we allow our body in, allowing our body to get rid and shed old debris and hormones and toxins that are existing in our body. We are also opening up our mind and our emotions and even our spirit to receive new information during this process because it is uh, a psycho-emotional process and even a spiritual process for many. Detox does exist or fasting at least does exist in religion uh, for millennia. It's been, it's been existing in different religions and still does where people will fast from daybreak to sunset, for instance, and then they could go through some uh, tradition where they uh, write down their experiences or they write down their reflections or they write down their hopes and goals for the following year, etc. We just finished the Jewish high holidays and I know that this is born into that cultural tradition, the practice of, of the new year, what we expect of the new year. And so every time we're detoxing, even though it's not the new year here in North America or here, here in uh, our our Roman Christian society, uh, we are changing and transforming at this time of year because it's the fall and the leaves are dropping and our immune systems are responding in conjunction with the phases of the seasons turning over. And so our bodies internally and externally are changing along with our environment. And therefore, it's a very, it's a perfect time to also roll with the changes and try to experience more uh, psychological change, emotional change, spiritual change. It's almost like you're riding the wave of change already that's happening and you're following it along. Instead of initiating your own spiritual change, you're just following the change that's already happening with your body and with the change in seasons and going with the flow, so to speak, and you can reap the benefits of this. And so we're going to talk about this today, and I'm going to talk about my own personal experiences with detox and even what I'm experiencing today. And if you have any questions, you can certainly give us a call at 1-877-480-4120. The phone number to call live here at the studio on TalkingAlternative.com is one 480 4120. And so this is the Eating for Meaning show. And Eating for Meaning is a year-long nutrition program which has different components in it. And it's about 
changing your own relationship and the your own dynamic that you have with food and in a sense having that relationship the change of that relationship reflect back on you to other areas of your life as well because our relationship with food and our relationship with our lifestyle and how we conduct our day all go hand in hand towards the way we handle our life and Last night I was in an hour meditation practice and other things involved in detox. Detox is not just about the way we eat, but it's also about what other practices we take on and what we pay attention to, the subtleties of our own existence as we're detoxing. And so last night I was in a meditation practice, an hour long meditation to kick off my detox. And when you detox, so let, let's talk about first what the ABCs of detox are. Detox is when you cut out all the bad foods, so all the sugars, the processed wheat, the gluten, all the distilled products of vinegar, all the toxic uh, sugars and candies, and also cutting out stimulants like coffee and alcohol. Even during a detox period, I recommend that people cut out most supplements. The only supplements I would recommend not cutting out would be actually teas or powders or detox capsules that help to facilitate the process because you really want your body to be processing as little as possible. One goal of a detox is that you're giving your body a break. You're introducing very simple foods, getting rid of all chemical foods so that you so that you facilitate an ease of digestion, more of a flow, so that your body is breaking down these simple foods, these whole foods, able to use the nutrition from them, and also eliminate any toxins. We're not introducing new toxic foods because we're trying to get rid of old toxins that our body is holding. And our body is always detoxifying anyway. And we've covered these on previous shows, the organs of detoxification. So the liver is naturally processing all of our hormones and all of our medications and any alcohol we take in or even just to being exposed to exhaust fumes in the environment or to plastics in our water. Our body is always, our liver is always cleaning our blood. And in cleaning that blood, it is breaking down hazardous waste products that we are exposed to and shedding them out, of, getting rid of them out of our body so that we're not accumulating years and years of toxic hormones or recycling heavy metals or uh, being exposed to more and more allergens and having response to these histamine responses, allerg allergic responses, without ever breaking down those metabolites, those waste products from these exposures. And so our body is always doing this. Primarily, it's our liver. But then our liver also breaks down the water-soluble stuff, sends it to the kidneys, so the kidneys actually end up doing the last stage of the filtering process. Our kidney gets rid of all the water-soluble waste products, makes urine, and, and sheds it, get, gets rid of it. And then our liver, all the fat-soluble waste product and all the waste product that is still solid forms into our stool. And then it's up to our colon, our large intestine, to take the fiber that we're eating and all the more dense material, the fat-soluble material, and shed that out on a daily basis with our stool. So regular bowel movements are something are a goal of detox. You expect to increase your urination. You expect you expect to increase your production of, of, of fecal matter. One reason because you're eating more roughage. Another reason because you're taking nutrients and herbs that help to facilitate a release of waste from the body. And so we're doing, we're taking in detoxifying uh, herbs. So for instance, I have a, my Eating for Meaning program. I have a line of detox uh, of, I have a line of dietary supplements and one of the supplements is called EFM Detox. And it includes some herbs that we might know of. It includes a three berry combination called Trifala. And these berries are very bitter. They're even more bitter and sour than cranberries. And they allow our body to break down fat and they detoxify our liver and allow our liver to produce more bile. And then our 
bile uh, gets concentrated and stored in our gallbladder. And so then our gallbladder is also detoxified with this three berry combination called triphala. So I've, I've included triphala in my detox product because it really helps us break down old fats, old cholesterol, old blood products, and stimulates a, ba- a bowel movement. It does have a mild laxative effect. I've included beet powder. Beets are extremely good for your liver. When you're on a detox, you really want to focus on eating foods that are good for your liver. So these types of foods are bitter and sour foods. And on previous shows, I've spoken about the flavors of foods. And if you're ever interested in the properties of foods, then, or if you're ever interested in any other any other information that I've given in other shows, you can always go on iTunes. All the Double Diamond Wellness shows are on iTunes now. And we've got them online as well at TalkingAlternative.com on podcast. And so you can always check back to, to listen because even though I'm doing the detox now and I am recommending that now is a good time, if you haven't started it, you can start it next week or you can start it in the spring. So you don't need to, to do it at the exact same time. And then another ingredient that in a detox product is yellow dock and yellow dock is a blood cleaner and it's a native American herb and it's, it's very bitter and it's good for cleaning our blood. If we, if you end up, um, growing freckles or growing lots of moles, or if you tend to have skin outbreaks, then yellow dock is a wonderful herb for helping to clean the blood. And so There's many, many detox products on the market, and they are variations of this that help to clean the liver and the kidneys and help to form our stool. Now, it's not necessary to be having a laxative effect on a daily basis. We also need to be eating enough fiber, enough bran, or enough uh, vegetables with roughage in it so that we actually do make solid bowel movements so that we can get rid of them solidly. And this show is going to be a lot of bowel movements, I think. It really is. I'm sorry for that. It just is. <laughs> but there are other things. There are other amongtries of the body moving away from the colon. The skin is also an organ of detoxification. And so if we, when we exercise, we are sweating. Or when we go into a sauna, one detox practice is to go into sauna and sweat it out. And so then we're relieving heat and minerals and waste products through our skin. And so these are the things we're talking about today. I am going to tell you the most important foods that fill you up, or the best foods that fill you up on a detox. And I'm going to give you the calorie numbers, and you might be surprised at some of them. When we come back from after the break, this is Dr. Millie for the Eating for Meaning Hour on the Double Diamond Hour. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com
Welcome back. This is the Eating for Meaning Hour on the Double Diamond Hour on TalkingAlternative.com. And I'm your host, Dr. Millie. And on this show, we talk about how to eat and how to establish a healthy relationship with our food. And we also spend a lot of time talking about how to use food to bolster our nutrition, to reduce chronic illness to prevent aging, and also how to identify which food is right for us and which foods are not right for us. And so we spend a lot of time talking about uh, everything from the agricultural industry to food manufacturing to how to DIY it, do it yourself at home so that you're preparing healthy meals for yourself, which ingredients to focus on. And so there's a lot of different information about detoxes and there are a lot of different kinds of detox, quite frankly. And we can do a detox where we're just taking in detox products. So we're just taking like a a detox in a box. We take the capsules first thing in the morning. We take the capsules in the evening. We take the powders. We stimulate our liver and our kidney and our uh, to do their thing to detox more quickly. And we get rid of waste products. Some people wouldn't even change their diet and they would still do a detox. And that is a possibility. Uh, you could do it that way. I don't advocate it that way because you're still, if you're not changing your diet, then you're still continuing to put toxic foods in your body while you're trying to clear them out. So it's, you're kind of doing two steps forward and one step back. And so what I advocate for most people, and I find the safest way to detox is something called a modified brown rice diet, where the staple of your diet is a gluten-free grain. And I say gluten-free because so many people are sensitive to gluten and do better when they go off gluten. And so even though you might not know that you're sensitive to gluten, doing a detox and going off gluten for a couple of weeks or for 10 days is a good way to, it's like you're taking the opportunity to reveal some information for yourself after the fact, after the detox is over. Because when you go back on gluten, you will feel the effects. So if you do a strict a hypoallergenic diet or a strict detoxification diet where you're removing foods that are very commonly causing problems in lots of people and could very well be causing problems in you, then you can learn a lot more information about your own body response to food once your detox is over. And so I also think uh, that this is a good thing to use a detox for is to not only kickstart your metabolism, which it certainly does, lose a few pounds, clean your body up before the holidays, but also so that you can investigate more longer term how you respond to individual foods. And so you go, you eat clean and you eat foods that most people are not reactive to for a a 10-day period, let's say, and then come the end of the detox, you do something called, if you're working with me, for instance, you would do something called a challenge and you'd eat several servings of a particular food on that day, on that first day, and see if you have any negative reactions, see if you have a return of symptoms. Because a lot of people, when they go on a detox, a lot of their symptoms go away. Now, if you're toxic, if you have never done a detox before and you have accumulated quite a toxic load, like most people, the first three days of a detox can be ha ha hell. They can, you can increase and exacerbate any symptoms that you experience, whether you experience psoriasis or headaches or flatulence or, uh, fatigue, you could experience or bloating or gas, you could these any of these symptoms could be exacerbated in the first three days of your cleanse the first time you're doing it. And so this is why I recommend you start a cleanse 
on a Friday, or you start a cleanse on a day where you're leading into a couple of days of rest. And so you can get away with the first day of detox. Most people don't have any problem cleaning up their diet for one day. But then once the body starts to release the toxins, then you can get what we call, if you have yeast, you can get die off or you can get a healing crisis whereby your body's letting go of toxins, shedding toxins, and you'll feel some symptoms, some exacerbations of your current symptoms when you're getting rid of these toxins. But then after the first, after those first three days, generally speaking, most people will start to feel a lot better. And many of their chronic complaints, whether it's menstrual cramps or headaches or gas and bloating or um, constipation, diarrhea, any of these things will, or even, even allergies will reduce when you're on a detox. And part of the reason might be because you're generally eating foods on a daily basis that are contributing to your, to your illness or contributing to your conditions. And so if we can use the detox as a period of cleaning up uh, uh, and and then use a period after the detox of, a, uh, of discovering which foods that you eliminated were causing you causing you illness, then then you're kind of killing two birds with one stone with your detox and you're using your detox for more than one reason. And so the detox diet centers around a gluten free grain like a brown rice diet or a quinoa. And you can eat as much as you want on a detox. There's not really any limitations. It's not a calorie restriction diet. It's really a type, time where you're actually eating so clean and such healthy foods. The foods tend to be so, so low calorie that you really have to eat enough and maybe more in order to keep your senses and keep your, keep your focus. Because if you're, you know, you're getting rid of all the fast food, you're getting rid of all the high density um, microwave food or junk food or bread products or pasta and and most detoxes are also meat free because meat is not detoxifying so you generally be eating most of your protein from vegetables nuts raw nuts and seeds lentils dried peas and other beans and legumes and then your rice and then you'd be spicing your food with fresh herbs like basil and uh, arugula and rosemary or any dried herbs you can use as well. And then cayenne pepper, garlic, and onions, and uh, maybe a little bit of sea salt and pepper. And these would really be the only condiments that you'd, you'd, you'd use. Lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, and olive oil, coconut oil. These would be the, the oils and the, and the flavorings that you could use on a detox. So it's very, very simple. For instance, what I ate today was I soaked a gluten-free oatmeal. I soaked it in, in lemon juice and water overnight to facilitate the digestion process. And I added some sunflower seeds and some chia seeds and uh, some organic dates. And then I just um, soaked it overnight and then I ate it this morning. And so I had that for breakfast. And then uh, around 10 o'clock, I had a, a wheatgrass shot and a slice of orange. Wheatgrass is when wheat has been sprouted and it come, it forms this green grass. And then they, they run it through um, a mill and the, just the juice gets extracted. And it's very, very detoxifying. Anything that's very green is very detoxifying both for your liver and your kidney. And it's also very energizing because it's packed with B vitamins and it's packed with chlorophyll and chlorophyll helps to build your own blood. And then uh, I have a whole food smoothie right now. I'm drinking it right now. So it has unsweetened coconut milk. It's got almond butter. It's got uh, some spinach in it and a banana and it has flaxseed oil. And so this is what I'm eating right now. It's a whole food smoothie. And so there's no added sugar to it. And you could make that, you could add blueberries. You could use a vegetarian protein powder. Some people do eat some yogurt or kefir on a, on a detox, but preferably I say that that's not recommended, although you could get away with some of it. So so the foods, which foods can you eat? You might be surprised to know that foods like beets and pumpkin and carrots are not high sugar foods at all, in fact, and they have low cal they have very low calorie levels. So for instance, some foods, there's about 40 common foods that have under 40 calories per serving. 
And so all of these foods that I've mentioned and more foods fall into this category. And so, for instance, uh, arugula has three calories for half a cup. Three calories. So if you're wa- even if you're watching your calories, if you're watching your, your weight, you can eat so much arugula and you get so much nutrition in that half a cup of arugula and no calories. And so that would be considered a nutrient-dense food because in the few calories that are in there, you're getting a lot of energy. You're really getting more. Your, your body is actually burning, using more calories in order to digest the arugula then you are taking in calories while by eating it. And so this would be, uh, this relationship is a good one. So if you're, if you're actually expending more energy to digest a food than you are in, in getting and eating it, then if you're looking to lose weight, then this would be a great food to eat. And so then uh, asparagus. Asparagus has three calories per spear. And so if you're having about... 10 spears of asparagus, that's 30 calories. So it's a very low calorie food. Also, asparagus is a great kidney cleanser. It's got L-arginine. It gives your urine that smell. And that smell is, uh, not everybody gets it. That's an enzyme that, that's, uh, that you have to, that produces the smell. But, it is, but that's a sign that it is a kidney cleanser, just like all leafy greens, but particularly asparagus really cleans out uh, metabolites in your kidneys. Then beets. So people think beets have so much sugar in them. And beets are sweet, and they do have, uh, they, they can be used as a source of, of sugar. Actually, in fact, uh, Monsanto is using sugar beets, genetically modified sugar beets, in order to make all white processed sugar here in the United States these days. But if we're, th- and if we're thinking about beet juice, because it takes a lot of beets in order to produce a cup of beet juice, then beet juice can be high calorie food. But beets themselves, because they have so much fiber and they come from the ground and they have so many minerals, there's actually only 29 calories per half a cup of beets. So, and half a cup of beets, you're only getting 29 calories. And so that is a low calorie food and it's a filling food. So even if you eat a full cup of beets, 60 calories for a full cup of beets. Even if you eat two cups of beets, it's 120 calories. And so that is a very big snack. If we consider that 100 calories approximately, if you consider what Special K is saying about their low-calorie bar, that's a snack-sized bar, are you going to get more full on eating two cups of beets or are you going to get more full on eating one little Special K bar? And so this is what we want to do. We want to maximize our food intake while keeping the calories in check, while keeping the, the sugar in check. So we're going to talk more about this. This is Detox Special here on the Eating for Meaning show on the Devil Diamond Hour on TalkingAlternative.com. Join me back after the break. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? 
When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. At the kitchen table By the light that switches on I eat leftovers with mashed potatoes No more candlelight No more romance No more small talk When the hunger's gone I eat and we're back and oh the woeful sounds of is a rufus ring wainwright <laughs> fellow canadian by the way and as is my engineer <laughs> janice taylor and so we are talking today about detoxing i am on day two of the eating for meaning detox and i am feeling spacey I would say that's how I'm feeling today. A little bit, just not that I can't function. I can function, but you notice an altered sensation. Like you just feel different. You don't feel as grounded. You feel a little bit um, more vulnerable, maybe. Really what I find is that a lot of our food and the way we eat on a daily basis, it causes us to stay on track it causes us to stay focused so we eat to satisfy our own schedule let's say we have our coffee so that we get going and then we have our second coffee so that we keep going and so we we really eat to, to satisfy our own busy schedule and to drive us forward but when we're eating on a detox we're really taking away all of that food armor and we're opening ourselves up to experience more because we've taken away a lot of the foods that have their own um their own drive to it. So we're not eating meat. Meat has its own drive. So people who eat meat, I generally believe are more aggressive people. And uh, I am a meat eater and I'm somewhat aggressive. But I, when I don't eat meat, I find myself to be less aggressive. And, and so I, and when I don't take coffee, I find myself to be less aggressive. And that's kind of how I'm feeling this morning. It's almost like, feeling caught in a space that you can't do anything about and you're just a little you're floating along a little bit more instead of making sure that you're driving things forward and this is this is a repeating experience this is not just today this very detox that I'm experiencing this this tends to be my experience on a detox all the time and you have to balance it out this is what I was talking about before the break you do have to make sure you're getting enough calories that you're eating enough food while you're on a detox because the foods that are on a detox are so simple and so whole and so naturally low in calories. And the way you're processing, the way that you're cooking them is not contributing any extra calories because generally we're also not having barbecue. We're not having a whole lot of barbecue sauce condiments or ketchup-y condiments. We're not drinking a glass of wine with it. We're not... Uh, we're not deep frying our foods when we're on a detox. It's really just a lot of either raw or boiled or sauteed foods. For instance, last night for dinner, my first day of the detox, I ate half of a butternut squash and two cups of carrots and a scoop of quinoa and just a little bit of olive oil. And that was my dinner. And so it's enough to fill you up, but it's not enough to keep you feeling full and heavy for a really long period of time. It is enough food to do the, to do work on the body. But when you're eating that way, you're really not influenced by uh, extra chemicals or the burden of extra, extra food processing that we normally are. 
And so it's a it's a fun it's a funny thing to talk about, really, because it's a it's a you have to describe the way your altered senses into words. And that's a very difficult thing to do. But I'm going to work on this because I feel like this is one of the meanings for detoxing. So just like there's meaning in meditation and engaging in a meditation practice where you're allowing your mind to quiet and you're not controlling the space, you're just allowing to enter whatever comes in and allowing it to exit. And you're almost just observing yourself during that period of time, whether you meditate for 20 minutes or whether you meditate for an hour, when you're in a detox state, your state does change somewhat. It's not, you're not taking a drug, but it's the opposite of that. You're removing drugs, maybe food chemicals and other drugs. And so you end up in this pure state of being, this gentler state where you can observe yourself in the world and you can observe the world from a different point of view than when you're eating normally. And it's a really interesting experience. I think it's uh, if you're into the science of your own self, if you're into observing yourself and observing your changing self and how you res- uh, respond to changing environment, then a detox is a really interesting challenge because um you are definitely more docile and you're more vulnerable and maybe a little bit more emotional and, but also more in tuned the health aspects of it. The physical health aspects of it is that you do become more in tune to your own physical and emotional responses. And in that there is a lot of learning and so it's an, it's immersing yourself in an experience. Now, whether you do a detox for 10 days or whether you do a detox for three weeks, the shortest detox I would ever recommend is three days. So I was speaking at the beginning about all the uh, religious traditions that fast from daybreak to, to, to night. And that is maybe, that's good for these uh, ritual or self-reflection or experience, you do experience kind of um, by not eating any food during that time, you will change your state. But that's not a satisfactory time for detoxification because it really takes three days for the body to work through toxins once you're giving yourself a break. And these three first three days that I mentioned that are more difficult on the detox for most people, especially the first once or two times that you detox, and you're really clearing your life's burden of toxins out of your system all at once. Um, These first three days are more difficult. And that's why I recommend detoxing for three days as the minimum period of time, the minimum. Now, some people will do a a three-day, if you're only going to detox for three days, then you might, and you're in good health, you don't have diabetes, for instance, and you don't have a pacemaker, and your cardiologist has given you the clear, uh, then you could do a fast for three days. So if you're going to do a faster type of detox, like a liquid detox, where you're only consuming liquids, then a three, three days would be an appropriate length of time to do something like that, because your body will process its toxins quicker and you won't be adding any food. So you won't actually be adding any grounding material. In in Ayurveda, in Indian medicine, they have three constitutions. They have vata, pitta, and uh, what's the third one? Vata, pitta, and kapha. Yeah. And so those re- represent the elements of of the world. So vata is earth, pitta is fire, and kapha is water. And Vata constitutions are actually meant to be somewhat constipated. <laughs> and so they actually are uh, very, t- they're, they're thin, uh, brown head, brown haired, kind of um, slow moving or, or not slow moving, but f- timid personalities. And they respond better by being grounded with some amount of substance in their system because they do tend towards blood sugar irregularities and they tend towards losing weight when they get stressed. And so that 
constitution might not be best suited for a quick detox where they're not taking in any solid food stuff at all. It's more the kapha personality, which is kind of the chub, chubby, jovial, blonde, blue-eyed. Um, that's the, the water personality. They're more fitted towards a really quick detox and getting rid of their toxins really quickly. And so we can look at these different kinds of constitutions in order to make our determination as to whether or not what kind of detox is right for us. Although we can also, you know, if we're healthy enough and confident enough in our abilities to take on this challenge, then we can also just decide that we want to go forward and do this. The longest liquid detox I've done is 10 days. I've done the master cleanser for 10 days and I would not do it again. But it was a very interesting experience. Uh, it, you, on a master cleanser, on a liquid diet, really it becomes a much more dire challenge, especially if you're doing it for longer than three days. It becomes a much more, much more important to make sure that you're getting enough calories because it can be difficult if you're drinking juices and especially if you're drinking teas and broths and this lemonade concoction. You really do need to make sure that you're having enough calories in order to sustain your blood sugar so that you can focus. The other thing about a detox is that you will find yourself more limited in terms of your function. So you are gaining by having these, these maybe emotional experiences or spiritual experiences or, uh, you know, becoming more aware of yourself and observing yourself and you're changing in state, you're gaining by that, but you're losing by with, with general uh, amounts of energy reserves that you have because you're generally eating so many low calorie foods. And so we were talking about low calorie foods. We were talking about foods that are really ideal to have on a detox because we do want to eat as much food as possible on a detox. We do not want to be limiting our food intake on a detox. This is a myth of detox. It's not to limit or restrict our food. It's to eat the right amount, the right kinds of food that we can eat in abundance and frequently so that we're still eliciting a detox reaction from ourselves. But... Um, but not going hungry. We do not want to go hungry on a detox. You might feel hungry because you're not, because you might be used to having your belly very full. So you might feel hungry when you're eating cleaner food, or you might notice your hunger response coming around more quickly if you're eating a very clean food or if you're, you're eating a lot of juices or a lot of shakes or if you're eating a lot of salads. Although your energy levels really should be sustained, your brain still should have enough sugar available for it, but you might not be able to lift the heavy weights or move a lot of boxes or uh, drive long distances. These might be things that you might be feel a little bit um, protective of yourself and not want to take on any extra burdens during the detox time. It's a good time to be able to go to the spa and sauna and relax and sleep and drink a lot of fluids and kind of take it easy. This is the, this is, these are the things to do when you're on a detox and journal and do artwork and get your chart read and do all of these kinds of things that allows you to explore yourself um, from different angles, from a, from a more gentle ang angle. And so we're talking about, are we out of time for the segment? Oh, we're out. I'll be back after the break. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. 
Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. funny thing when you're on a detox what happens to you um, because you can't really plan for all of those changes it's not something that you can you can't guess what your response to a detox will be and you certainly can't guess the way that you'll transform uh, in regards to your spiritual or your emotional or psycho-emotional or just even your understanding of yourself your self-reflection really and so I was talking about all the possible changes and other reasons to uh, do a detox in terms of identifying your food sensitivities or hidden food sensitivities and to understand sort of your purer or truer nature without being controlled by your, uh, your normal routine of food that drives you forward to complete all your tasks. And the self, the self medication, I guess we would call it otherwise as well, or to uh, coffee during the day to keep us going, and a glass of wine or beer in the evening to wind us down, and all those other variations that we do in between, satisfying ourselves with treats, and that song that that introed us, "I Want Candy." We think we might we might think that we are going to want and crave food more when we're on a detox. But really what I find happens is that's not the case at all. Uh, what happens is that our palates really adjust. And as we're becoming not only more self-aware, but as we are reducing all of these harsh influences, these kind of more toxic foods, and going to more naturally flavored foods, our palate really opens up and we start to notice and appreciate the natural sweetness, the natural saltiness, even bitter flavors, what they do for our body. And we really start to notice the interactions between our, our body, our palate and the flavors of the foods. And we, once you come off of a detox and you reintroduce something that's very sweet or like a chocolate with immense amounts of sugar or something, it's actually too sweet. So you can really change your palate while by eating clean like this. And you might notice that you miss your favorite foods. You might miss the idea of your favorite foods. It's like, oh yeah, I really long for a McDonald's hamburger, how it tasted when I was in grade five. But Right now, if I actually eat a McDonald's hamburger, I don't find it doesn't satisfy me at all like I, like I want it to. And so we can always have a wonderful memory of these foods that we long for, but when we actually taste them, then they taste altogether different. 
And don't trick yourself into thinking that it tastes the same when you notice that it doesn't and it's not satisfying you because the desire is to actually transform your relationship and to move beyond what you had before, not to get back what you had before. You don't want to hang on to the ideas that of your favorite foods when it really is no longer and that's changing. And so that is something to expect, although you don't know in what way you'll expect that, but you will notice that intense sugar and intense salty flavors or even real acidic flavors are just far too much and too intense after the detox. And you actually might notice that you have more dependency reactions on certain foods or crave certain foods. For instance, I had a patient recently who is anxious. He's anxious and he's, um, he can't sleep at night and he was a real, really, I would say addicted to coffee, although he just thought that he had two cups of coffee a day and that was normal. And so I asked him to go off coffee and he decided that that would be a good idea. And he went off coffee and he still couldn't sleep and he was still anxious and he really wanted it and thought about it all the time and was sweating when he thought about it and really went through and was asking me, he'd call me every day, can I have a cup of coffee? Would I fix my headache? And really obsessively, really obsessively focusing on whether or not he should reintroduce a cup of coffee or not. And I just, I didn't give him an answer. I Either way, I told him, well, if you have a cup of coffee, you might notice this. And I'm not saying that you can't have it, but having that extra caffeine might give you this. And so, okay, okay, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll just stop coffee for three more days and see how I feel. I'll stop coffee. And he kept being like this. I'll stop coffee. Okay, my headaches aren't gone. So it really wasn't the taking coffee away that fixed anything. And so he was really having this internal struggle. But on a deeper level, he was noticing and deciding at a very unconscious level and making himself consciously aware of how negative the impact of coffee was on him because I wasn't telling him to not have it. I was not, he was making the decision continually reinforcing his own decision not to have that coffee because he knew ultimately that it was giving him something by not having it. And he went through this whole uh, withdrawal and was had been really jonesing for coffee and went through this whole process past the 21 days and then even past six weeks and has still not have had coffee in, in about two months now and made all of this decision by himself and now is uh, you know really wondering what the pros will be of reintroducing coffee again and so I'm wondering if he'll get that same reaction <laughs> And so we never, we don't, this is something that we don't know about ourselves because if you're only having two coffees a day, you're just having two coffees like every other American is having two coffees. So it's no big deal, but it's all about our own individual reaction and our, our own individual relationship, negative or in some cases positive, but usually negative uh, in regards to a specific food. And it's only when you go off of it and then you... Do you open yourself up for the experience or the possibility of understanding the benefits of having gone off of it? You can't plan for it ahead of time necessarily. And so it's like you never know what's around the next corner because you can't see what's around the next corner. You just have to hope that something is around the next corner that's going to be better than what you're experiencing now. And so there's so many reasons to detox. There are so many reasons and you can and you can actually by building a detox in a in a conscious way, you can actually get more potential out of your detox because then when you come off of your detox, then you can strategically, you don't just go back to eating normal. Some people do, most people do. You just go back to eating normal and reintroducing the chips and the fried chicken and the, and you know, you know, you break your detox with a, with a Roy Rogers meal or something like that. And a lot of people do that or they end up going on the road and then they've only had fast food and on the day after the detox. And so that could be, uh, that could be detrimental because you really kind of, uh, stunt your ability to really learn from the experience. And especially if you're somebody who thinks that you have, uh, difficult relationships with food, or if you have food gives you certain reactions or symptoms or is making you sick in some way, then once you come off, it's a really great opportunity to really reintroduce the food in a strategic way 
and in a planned way so that you can really see what the effect is. So we do something called uh, we we challenge we challenge your we challenge your diet. So we've done an elimination diet, so to speak, on the detox. And then when we go back to we choose a food, carefully selecting which, between a balance of which food you miss the most, which food you have so you suspect was the worst for you and caused you the most symptoms. And so we between those two things, which are really what drive people to want to test a food, a specific food, then we reintroduce that food. And you do that by having three good servings of that food in one day. And so you don't just casually eat, you know, a piece of bread. You actually eat all the gluten or wheat products that you would normally have eaten. You eat a bowl of pasta. You eat a sandwich from uh, Subway, and then you eat something, a piece of bread or toast or a wrap or, at, at home. And so this way, you'll really find out what the what the accumulation is, what the, of the effect of that food group or that individual food is on your own body. And so that's kind of it. I think that's it for the detox. Anybody have any questions? <laughs> oh, yeah. Janice asked at the at the break, are there any other people who really shouldn't detox? And so people with pacemakers, people with diabetes, and people with kidney failure, um, those are the people who really have to get checked out from their doctor as to whether or not they can go on a restricted diet. But... Those people are really just probably not good candidates for fasting, which not eating, but they can still do the modified brown rice diet where they're eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and the whole grains, the gluten-free whole grains and the raw nuts and seeds and the beans, the vegetarian sources of protein. So I, I can't imagine really that, that, that there's somebody who can't clean up their diet and, and really go off meat um, unless they're very anemic. But even then, you can cook in cast iron pans. And so this has been Dr. Millie. This is the Eating for Meaning program on the Double Diamond Hour for TalkingAlternative.com. Thanks so much for joining me. If you have any questions, do give us a call at the Double Diamond Wellness Center up here on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Take my advice and feel better. Up next, everybody's favorite astrologist, Monty Taylor. Can't wait to see what Scorpio's doing. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212 212- 721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.TalkingAlternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. 
I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 